Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Need expert advice on your family's health? Speak to us today at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Psychotherapist Richard Hogan is here. Good afternoon, Richard. Good afternoon, Brendan. And we're going to talk about reconnecting with people from our past, uh, people who've faded away, maybe people we've fallen out with. Uh, So I believe a few weeks ago on Instagram, you encouraged people to reach out to someone from their past. What kind of response did you get? Huge response, Brendan. Actually, I had about 50,000 thousand views in it within the first couple of hours of it um yeah i do this quite often on instagram a little just a little kind of like happiness hack right right um and the amount of and i've over the years i've done this a few times and the amount the response is huge i get handwritten letters from people i get emails and i get messages and i actually get phone calls into my clinic about it because it can be one of the most striking and significant shifts that happens in someone's life and can i set up my stall here first before we get into that if you don't mind yeah the reason why I do that happiness hack, right, and what we haven't said what that is just yet, right? The reason why it is is because we are mammals, Brendan. We're 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 Homo sapiens are mammals. We're designed for connection, okay. right? All the research would tell us, all the scientific research shows us that having good friendships, right, having good friendships actually wards off negative mental health experiences like depression and anxiety, and is a significant predictor of good mental health. And so it's really important that we think about our friendships as medicinal. Right, they're actually a really important part of our lives going forward. And we have all these studies. You know, we have the grant study that shows us that it's a 37-year-old study that shows us life, meaning, and satisfaction is found in friendships. It's not found in technology. It's not found in the car we drive or the house that we have. It's all in the level of our connections. Our brain fires when we meet someone that we like and that we connect with. The brain structures actually change, and so our neural structures become familiar and, and similar. And so it's like we are desi- we're humming, we're humming off people. Yeah, we're humming off people. Yeah. yeah. So we know all that. Yeah. And yet we, let we don't prioritize yeah. it, do we? No, we don't. And um, it's something that we have to. I, yeah, it's, it's we know it all. It's all, all the research that all the neural we have all the neural imaging to show us all this. And yet it's fear based. The fear, Brendan, of being rejected. Yeah. It's so brutal. Yeah. If you sat in my clinic. Physical pain, you say. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, or, yeah. It's the same part of the brain. The dorsal portion of the anterior single cortex fires when you're rejected. It fires. I mean, I think that's why adolescence is so brutal today because you see all the friends down in Starbucks, right? So you're excluded. So when we get excluded, you know, we feel that physical pain. It physically hurts. And so what we do, this is the paradigm. This is the maladaptive response to avoiding that, right? Yeah, yeah. Is rejecting before you get rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I broke up with you before you broke up with me. <laughs> exactly. Basically, as or I won't, I won't message you because, you know, that way yeah. I won't get rejected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, reaching out to people from the past then is in, it's kind of an even more high-risk strategy in a way. We might come back to the people in our present if we've time. So, like, the thing is, we've all been through hundreds of people in our lives in various... 10,000. 10,000? Yeah, 10,000. Really? Yeah, Before you meet yeah. the person you settle down with, we all meet 10,000 people, so about 20,000 people. So shedding gone. is healthy and normal shedding, in that situation. <laughs> it can like. be very healthy <laughs> process. But you do, you do meet about 10,000 people. Okay. And, and, and some of those, a percentage of those were meaningful. Yeah. And as you go through life, let's be honest, and as you've experienced yourself, I, I, I would assume, as I experienced, you lose some that were meaningful to you. When do we start drifting from people? Or what, what points yeah, in life? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, have you ever watched Friends, the sitcom? You know, they're all so connected in, in their 20s and then they start to marry and then they start to go out into the suburbs and they start to spread. And I think that's probably a good, honest trajectory of what happens for us. We marry, we settle down, we have kids, more than likely. All of that stuff gets, you know, kind of 
dilutes our relationships and at times I think for men for men particularly Ren, and we don't talk about it an awful lot but I sit in my clinic and it's one of the great privileges of my life to sit in my clinic and talk with people and hear their stories and witness their stories men are incredibly lonely mid 40s and I don't think we talk about it at all you know really? you have huge loneliness amongst men because it just doesn't get talked about but I think there's all that stigma from earlier in our childhood and the idea of like you know not saying what it is you feel and not reaching out to somebody for fear, for seeming ne- needy or desperate, let's say. And all of a sudden your life has become kind of shrunk down, maybe in your early th- late 30s, early 40s, you, you know, prioritise your career. Maybe the kids have got a bit older, they're in their adolescence, they, re- you know, they require a little bit more attention maybe. Your parents are elderly. I think our lives can become quite small and our friendship circle, it, particularly in Irish ma- men, I think, because um, I've, I've done research in American, American universities as well, and I didn't see it so much there in America, but in Ireland, I would say, I, I see it an awful lot in my clinic. Men sitting in my clinic, you know, very emotional, very upset, that they have no friends in their lives. And it's devastating oh, for someone. Yeah. Right? And you know, 47.2 is our most unhappy year. You know, that's the most... Unha- and I, I always think it's, for men, it's that, you know, it's that friendship part, that connection. Because we need, we, as I said at the start, we're mammals. We absolutely crave connection. So, so who, who might we think of reconnecting with? And like, what's the, what's the benefits of it as well, I suppose? Well, there's the, the, the medicinal, the healthy. I mean, yeah. it's a really important thing for your health. You know, and I would say, you know, uh, kind of good news, bad news, right? Yeah. Good news. Bad news, 47 is our kind of unhappy year. But the research would say 50s are much happier and those in their 60s are ecstatic altogether, apparently. Yeah. I don't even know what them in the 70s, how happy they are, right? And so uh, if, you, if you don't mind, actually, can I give a shout out to my mother who's turned 74 today? Okay, who's the, so she's giving less than zero Fs at this stage. That's ecstatic. the beauty of it. Each, each decade, you give one less F in exactly. life until um, but, you give none um, at all. But I think you actually prioritise your friends too. Yeah. You yeah. realise as you hit your 50s and 60s, this thing isn't for... This doesn't, and these kids are going to go off and do yeah, their own thing. But and, also yeah. you start to realise as in your, what you heard from Hillary there, you know, life is so ephemeral and short and death is there for all of us. And I think when we're in our 30s and 40s, we think I'll do that later. Yeah, I'll make the friends again. I'll reconnect later on. I'll, I'll, I'll do that later on down the road. And we never know where down the road is. And so it's really important when you ask that question, such a good question. Who should we reconnect with and why? First of all, health reasons. It's really important for you to have that shared story and that friend that you can rely on. And you on. see, that's a, the, the shared story yeah. thing is important too because really that's important. people from your past a lot, yeah. isn't it? People oh, who've known you a long time or that you've been through life stages with or whatever. You know, have you ever gone to a funeral? And you reconnect with your friends from home. You know, if maybe your friend's father passed away or your friend's mother died or whatever, and you go to the funeral and you haven't seen them maybe in 20 years or 15 years, all of a sudden you're right back and you're 15 again and you're having a chat. Yeah, you know, that's good for us, is it? Dopamine, yeah, serotonin, okay, okay. oxytocin, all the good hormones are absolutely firing. You know, and that you hear, I don't know, did you see that about Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott? It was in the news about their bromance. Yeah. It's so important to have someone in your life that you're connected with. I have to say, without being too uh, maudling here, Brendan, when I chat to you, I get that buzz, right? I get the, the buzz of being connected and ideas firing back and forth. That's so good for you. It's really important for us. Okay. So in terms of going about it then, it's tricky, like, isn't it? Approaching someone from your past, reaching out and all that. It is as tricky as you make it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it to reach out? And, and it's an important thing to reach out to someone and be honest you know, that's the thing, you know, be honest about okay. it and keep it simple. Yeah. That's what I'd say in my challenge. Reach out to someone who, and this is the most important thing, someone who's valuable to you, 
someone who means something to you, you know? That's the, you don't want to bring someone into your life who was like, you know, very negative and a, a destructive influence on your life. That's <laughs> yeah, not what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Someone yeah. who was important in your life and you lost along the way. It might even be a family member because of some fight or will or God only knows what happened, you know, which happens in complicated families, which are so complicated anyway, and you lose contact with somebody. But if you actually said what you feel about them and just reach out again and you went beyond the fear of rejection... Because when you have that fear, you're rejecting yourself anyway. And if you, okay. what I always say here, Brendan, dare disturb your universe. I know, but it's risky. Like. <laughs> it it's is. risky. But the <laughs> alternative we is... We have to take some risks, do we? <laughs> we have to disturb, you know, do I dare, dis, you know, disturb my universe to push the moment to its crisis? That takes courage. Okay. That takes a bit of bravery. But I'd rather that courage and that bravery than living the life without that person in it. Okay, so what would you say to somebody? Like, Give me an example. Well, I would just be, I'd be absolutely honest. And I'd just say if we were friends in Cork and, uh, you know, we'd lost contact, I'd send you a text and say, Brendan, you know, I haven't thought, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you in years. I'd love to reconnect. Love to hear what you think. Something very simple. Okay. Hope you're keeping well. I've often thought about you. You know, something, just being honest. Yeah, okay, okay. Not too modelling. Yeah. No, I don't do, you know, for a man, you don't say, Brendan, I love you're you. Not too meaningful. <laughs> yeah. yes, like, I would send yeah. you running for the hills. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, you know, just nice and straightforward and nice and simple. Okay, and in the experience when you told people to do this on the Instagram, they got back to you with stories about it. Oh, everything. my God. Did people respond, yeah? You know what was really funny? Because I don't even think about myself when I do these things. I just, you know, think of these as, you know, helping people. Loads of people I'd lost contact with connected with me. Yeah. I was like, that, I wasn't expecting that part, you know. And loads of people wrote to me saying, listen, man, we were friends and we were 15 in school. I haven't heard, how are you getting on? Okay. It was, it was, but I felt incredible ar- around I'm that. panicking slightly. I'm thinking, do you have room for all these people in your life? <laughs> like, you don't even know, well, Jesus, I can barely maintain the friends I have, like. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm saying about really significant friends and meaningful people in your life that you lost along the way, reconnecting with them could be a really Really important thing. Okay. Um, what if you've had a fight with somebody yeah. or falling out or a family thing mm-hmm. or whatever? Do you address that in the initial contact? Like I wouldn't. No, no. No, I'd leave no. that down the road a little bit. Yeah. Because, okay. And I would also watch your motivation for reconnecting. You know, if I if we've had a fight or something's happened, I'm thinking I'm going to get I'm going to get resolution here. In the <laughs> yeah, fight. I'm going to prove. I'm going to prove I was right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I watch that okay. motivation there, okay. right? Because okay. that can be a very negative thing. So, and I wouldn't be going into anything to win an argument at this point in my life. I, I think my, my thinking is a bit better than <laughs> that. So right. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not yeah. thinking about winning anything. I'm thinking about being honest in the conversation and saying look we fell out we were great friends you know obviously I had a part in it and maybe you had a part in it too so maybe we just have a conversation about that yeah but that might be a two or a conversation or two in okay yeah am I scaring um, you now what? am no, I scaring no, 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 you no 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 you're, you're fine listen I've, I've, I've done like people's <laughs> final moments there before you can't touch me now at this stage <laughs> um so family uh, then yeah. where there's estrangement and stuff like yeah. that um that's a trickier one again, is it? It is. You know, I experienced this myself, you know. Um, I didn't speak to my own father for 10 years and I reached out to him. And that took a, it took a lot of courage on my part, if I'm being honest, and a lot of thought um, about it. But I'm very happy that I did. Um, and I only met him yesterday. 
Really? You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's uh, and it's added something to my life for sure, and it's taken away a lot of some hurt that was there. Um, and I and so for, for yourself, yeah, as for much as for him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, more for myself, for yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And that's the message I'm giving. You know, everything I ever talk about comes out of my own experience, my own life. And if you have lost contact with a father or mother or a sibling, or whatever, and we we say these things, man, and I hear it in my clinic, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. That that doesn't bother me. I just, you know. Yeah. It's simmering away in your life there. It's a fault line, definitely. Okay. And that's a defensive mechanism. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, it's, okay. a, it's a, it's a, it's def- definitely there. And I would say if you if you got beyond who's right or wrong and looking at people in linear terms of good and bad, and you saw us all for the mess that we are, right, and got beyond that stuff. Brilliant. You know, yeah. we're all. Did you have to have a chat with your dad about the book and everything? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you, yeah. you work through that. Yeah, like, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And 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 like, does he is he getting something out of it as well? I I, don't yeah. know, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I so. think I think that that could be important for a lot of people now to so. know that you had a situation yeah, there that similar. was really really yeah. bad kind of yeah. breakdown of that relationship, Absolutely. and actually we, you, we the the resumption of contact was welcome as well. Was healing. I'd say people was usually healing. welcome it as well if somebody tries makes the first move and oh, trying to fix a family very, rift. Do they? Yeah, it was very well reciprocated when I reached out. Right, and uh, I, I suppose we're all, we're all, it could have gone on as it could have gone on for another thirty years of silence. You know, no no one making that jump you know no making that reach out there yeah. to someone and it, it was very well reciprocated and, and added something to my life and I think for anybody listening to this today why not try it you know Cause, because you know how it's going to go if you don't you're already living in that and so potentially the chance to change something in your life which is a very short life let's be honest it's a cliche but it's true yeah you can bring something maybe more um, sustaining and actually really healing into your life by bringing back in someone from your life that you lost along the way. I mean, I think it's so important because we do lose friends. We do lose contact with people. We do have, you know, negative relationships with people and we do tend to see them as bad, you know, very linear and say that's a bad okay, person. Yeah. And if we move beyond that stuff and actually reach out to someone, not trying to win an argument, but just to try to reconnect with them, you never know what it might bring in. Well, it, it might, they might ghost you, they might yeah. never come back to you, if they might not, they might, it might not be reciprocated, but at least then you know going in your life that you, at least yeah. you made an effort there. Yeah, and look, if they do, you just go, that's, yeah, well, none, that's of my, none of my business. Well, there you know, there, there you know, stuff. there's yeah. no more yeah. secrecy, or there's no more, you yeah. know, I wonder what, what if. Right? Yeah, it sounds like with you and the father that actually, it would have taken more effort to keep up the silence for the 30 years than to <laughs> yeah. just actually talk yeah, to yeah, Exactly, yeah, and yeah. it would have been a lot more corrosive for my soul yeah. and my relationship okay. with my children and my wife and my life. It would have okay. been a corrosive thing. And so it healed an awful lot and that's why I'm saying it, you know. Um, okay. Uh, someone here asking about exes, getting in touch with exes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, I suppose the question I would have back is, why? <laughs> Was it a friend of yours? Was it a good friend of yours? We've lived through things together. Like, yes, you Brendan, like you have. But <laughs> oh, look, Formative um, stages of life gone did, through together. And we all did that. a piece on affairs here, Brendan. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the murky world where you know, you've had a physical relationship with someone and you're saying reconnect with that person who knows you intimately okay. um, it's a it's a dangerous landscape to navigate full of minds should you traverse there okay so so people are just thinking as this is harmless like i just check out where so and so where susan like, is where, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no i don't know no i mean and i would say instagram and, and and facebook and all that has made it so much more likely that you do reconnect with an old flame and x and all that kind of stuff i would say stay connected with your partner be re- more connected with your partner that's the connection maybe there that you need to do do you think people can't be friends with their exes 
Oh, I have plenty of friends that I'm uh, friends with my uh, that are my exes and all that. But I'm saying if you've lost touch over twenty or thirty <laughs> years, you haven't chased them down on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I haven't sent them you know random messages after nights drinking <laughs> on, on Facebook. Okay, thinking of you, are you indeed? Okay, okay, right. <laughs> Me hearing you on that one. Um, Hi, Brendan. I'm just back from four nights in Portugal with two of my childhood friends. We're all in our early 60s. We hardly saw each other in the last 30 years. We were busy wearing children and working. Didn't make any difference. We had the best crack ever. No need to explain anything. Exactly. So refreshing, relaxing and therapeutic. Highly recommend. That's it. Like, it's easy with the the right people. It's just easy. It's just easy. Very quickly, isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, yeah. And my wife would often say to me when I come back from meeting my Cork friends, how are they? I'd say, I haven't a clue. (laughs) (laughs) What's he up to? I don't know. Looking for news. Exactly. <laughs> no idea. Um, your guess is spot on. Irish males between 43 and 49 are so lonely, lost yeah. a lot of friends with their new married life and their old friendships. Okay, and their old friendships are often discouraged by their yeah. wives. I don't know. I don't know about that one, but yeah. Uh, great show. If we can make it to funerals of dear friends, we can make it to see them when they're alive. Exactly. Wor- worth the effort. That is, um, that is though, going back to where we started, uh, th- to make the effort with the people who are in your life is probably like a good starting point as well, isn't it? A lot of us, we probably don't do that as as much as we should, do we? We don't, Brendan. And that's one of the things I said in my Instagram challenge there about happiness. Be more intentional with the people that mean something in your life because, we, you know, Thursday night, the girls are going out or whatever, the lads are meeting for a match. You go, oh, jeez, I'm wrecked. I would say, no, actually be more intentional about that because it's actually so good for you when you come home from that event and you go to the match watch the, the lads like the guys you could really see there going off to play golf wherever they were going there whatever yeah. that last texter said there you could say oh, that's a lot of hassle getting a flight and going to wherever Yeah, Think, you can hear the buzz there in that yeah, text yeah. right it's so important for us we have to be intentional because as that last texter said there life is so busy and raising kids is so consuming and you can lose yourself in all of that dance but you'd, you can lose your friendships easier than you lose yourself and it's like you can't lose yourself or your friends you have to stay intentional you know around that stay connected to yourself you see friendships look after themselves for uh, up to a certain point they do probably don't they so we're not used to having to actually go okay I need to actually water this and work with it like but I see with my wife she's much better and I'm being honest than I would be right and I'm talking about all this stuff and I understand the theory I I can just see it with women are much more intentional about it and understand it and work harder at it so they manage it they manage it yeah yeah and I think that's why men struggle from you know in their mid 40s that they don't manage it or they think to manage it might be a bit needy or a bit desperate on my part to say let's go to Portugal and play golf maybe they might think I'm a bit whatever yeah. like, no you have to do that stuff that's so important to stay connected and be intentional about your friendships because they're so important to your life yeah the two of us are loving uh, like we don't know if they are men or women the two of us are loving <laughs> the idea now of that I'm that loving this idea bit, so it was a bit awkward at the beginning someone said come here maybe we shouldn't and the others go no, I don't know about that and then as soon as they got together probably in the airport relentlessly taking the piss out of yeah, each other yeah, for exactly. the next 72 yeah, yeah, hours yeah. and had the time that's of their it. lives the worst, like, yeah. the worst put down is the best part <laughs> in my family we try to reconnect with a family member we're accused of being manipulative for doing so where do we go from here thanks well there must be some little history there in the family. I mean, if you if you look at that, generally in the system there very early on, there might have been some manipulation or, or you, you learned that 
you know, your connection, your attachments with people were somehow, you know, deceptive or, or there for a reason. So I, I'd look at that, really, that there's something in that family system that kind of views people's connection to each other as maybe being manipulative. Maybe the kids saw that in the older parents' relationships and how they manage their attachment with their children. And so it's about, it's about understanding that stuff that really is in the system there. And so maybe having an open conversation about what you saw as a kid. You know, that's what that I was. know, but like, who's having that? Like, I mean, I, I think you, I, I have it in my clinic all the time. Those honest conversations. Okay, yeah. I so know they, that you think I'm this, but this is because of. And people actually say that. You know, I know you. You think I'm selfish, or you think I'm this, but like my childhood was like this. And so they're explaining their their environment and what they perceived. Because everybody, as you know, having kids, my, have three kids myself. Each one of those perception of what's going on is different. Everybody perceives everything differently. Okay, having so a conversation has that conversation yeah. in the in the room. Yeah, with you like yeah. So, if but are they going to bring that back into the family situation? And it's like, oh Jesus! Well, if you trust them, Jimmy's been to therapy now, and he's full of it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he wants to talk well, about everything. Like. <laughs> well, there is a bit of that sometimes, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I just think the more honest and authentic conversations we have with our family members because we we we, genu- we genuinely I think love our family members there's conflict and there's all sorts of trouble in there and there's all sorts of mess going on in the family but in my clinic Brendan when people say I'm sorry I love you those simple words really it just stops everything okay. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I know I've been so, difficult. Sorry, he's a great manipulator. I know it is. One, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, if you did that, like, you'd be, oh, look, he's trying to manipulate us now. Um, Brendan, I'd also add this texture says that people shouldn't be afraid to start new friendships. No, definitely not. I'm 64. I started a friendship with an equivalent age farmer in West Cork. Completely different outlook in life to me, but we have great crack. And actually, mm, brilliant. as you get on in life, you realise. Friends at different ages and stages so and who are different to you and everything is great as well, isn't it? Absolutely. That's it. When our friendships, you know, it's like the old Jerry Seinfeld joke. He says, you know, I'm not hiring any more friends. It's yeah. like, you know, you should be always open to meeting people. You know, you should be always open to a friend coming into your life. That's such an important part because the more eclectic, the more diverse your friendship of group is, actually, I think, the more protected you are from mental health issues because you get to be all different things. That's the identity. You get to be all different se- all different selves with different people. And that's such an important because we contain multitudes and being just with the one person allows one aspect of that multitude to come out. Okay. So all okay. the difference is brilliant for you. So allow you to be, to allow you to be the full you. Yeah, like the, you actually the spectrum of your personality to come out I'm, I've got all different types of friends you know and it's really helpful and, and healthy Okay C- can, I, uh, can I read you uh, quite a difficult yeah. text here and you might have something of comfort to say here right To Richard I feel I have nothing to bring I have so little in my life no job no career no kids strained family relationships now early 50s losing my mobility life is a struggle and empty any advice and you you could see how that person yeah. would think well who who, who am I going to be friends, friends with have nothing to bring exactly to I've I've managed somehow to go through life here and maybe glance off people that I mean can I just say to that text that she is not alone I, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl but yeah. they're they are not alone right that's a common enough story that I, I meet in my clinic and when is I do it? yeah it is yeah and when I do those posts about reconnecting to people I, I would hear that story I don't have people to reconnect with right and I think and I thank you for that honest honest uh, message there first of all I think confidence needs a bit of work there you know about the idea that I've got nothing to offer of course you have so much to offer any relationship and any communication there and that's the first aspect I would work at and then I would also think and I would say this to people and I think people are quite reticent about this but there's loads of groups out there to join 
Mm. There are loads of like Toastmasters or whatever it is. There's loads of little groups out there to join where people who are also maybe struggling and have struggled through life and didn't make those deeper connections maybe and maybe glanced off people and, and got rejected or, you know, had a negative experience with someone and then was on their own and didn't end Broke up having... Walls, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and had maybe their life became a little bit smaller and shrunk there. There's loads of little groups out there for you. If you went Googling and had a look at the different kind of aspects of your personality that you're into and then said, look, started looking at groups that might be available for you to connect with. With. I think that would be a very good starting point but fundamentally I'd say your confidence there is very low and the way you're viewing yourself is very negative and so if you improve that first of all because when we, when, we, when we believe we have nothing to offer we will offer nothing Brendan and that's the key thing and of course all of us have something to offer all of us are that 400 quadrillion to the power of 150 all of us are that magic that miracle of life all of us have got something to say for ourselves you know all of us have got that life experience to share with somebody and so it's very important that you work at your confidence first because if you do believe that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you believe I've got nothing to offer here you will be more up in your head when you meet people you'll be thinking what let's say here I've got nothing to say here and so you'll be all up in your head and you won't say anything and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so work at that confidence first I would say maybe talking to somebody you know getting getting a better understanding of yourself and then reaching out into different groups because there's loads of groups out there there's loads of people out there who, who are lonely trying to connect with people there, there yeah. really are and Irish people can be weird about that again about they about can be about groups they feel a bit desperate but, actually, needy, but no yeah. Come yeah. on, open up about things. I mean, op openness is a personality trait that's really important. So be open to new experiences, be open to new adventures. Okay, there's someone else there saying as well, we just, and we leave it at this, yeah. but somebody else saying that uh, they have, they don't have a lot of face-to-face -face contact with friends these days because they don't have time, but that they find WhatsApp groups and, and technology yeah. a good way of keeping in touch as well if you don't have time. I, they are, yeah, but they are kind of, they are, they are, they can be when you're in a WhatsApp group and some meme, funny meme comes in, you all laugh at it and all that, there's going to be jokes. Some kind of common, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's some sort of com common thing, but what I'd say is, we are generally in our 40s, time poor, with all the kids and family and the work and all that, but you can always, you can always eke in something there like over the course of a month or every two weeks to meet people and reconnect. We can't be that time poor. So get the FaceTime, Get yeah. the FaceTime. And you, home. We, we home crave it. Together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to reach out and take a risk and say, Richard Hogan, I always feel slightly enriched for uh, having <laughs> Thank you spoken Brendan. to I'm you. I'm going to go golfing I, soon. I always learn something. <laughs> yeah, see you in Portugal. Richard Hogan, uh, psychotherapist. Thank you very much. We'll take a break.